this thing on? Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. This no-holds-barred conversation happens every Tuesday with new guest experts, raw conversations, and real tips for lasting change for your mind, body, your business, and your marketing. So grab your cocktail and let's dive in. Rachel, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? Woohoo! Oh my God, I'm so excited. Well, right now, I just have some water, but right before I hopped on this podcast, I had one of those like immunity shots with like elderberry, turmeric, ginger, whatever else was in it. So I drank something. Like classic sex in the city when she's at that one place with that one guy. I know I'm narrowing it down. Samantha is at that one place with that one guy and she's taking those shots because his spunk tastes funky. Okay, well, it has nothing to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I've just been taking those ever since the pandemic, like periodically, plus that they taste good to me. And I just like feel so healthy whenever I, whenever I shoot them, shoot them up. Those are the only shots I take. I know. If you don't know who Rachel is, she is actually my business coach. I've been in her mastermind for two rounds as of now. And when we went to the retreat, it was so hard to get you to drink champagne. (laughs) (laughs) I drink a glass. Okay. Okay. It's not my number one vice. I will leave it at that. No more on that. No more on that. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge drinker. I'm kind of a grandma. I'm kind of boring. No, you're not boring. You're fun and you're very smart. So for those those of you who have no idea who the hell you are, who are you? What do you do? Who do you serve? Yeah, tell you a little bit about me. So I am a business coach slash mentor and launch strategist living in beautiful New York City. I say this every time, but I have to say it because it's so cool. I always say my biggest flex is from my office window, I can see the Empire State Building and the World Trade Center. So I have an epic view of the city and yeah, I'm, I'm just obsessed. But I specifically help my clients to break the rules of business and just outdated sales practices in order to scale to six figures and multiple six figures their way. So I really just help my clients make a shit ton of money being themselves and doing shit their way. So that's, that's kind of me. <laughs> I love that. So when you say break the rules, who does society or people just in the online industry in general, who do we think is creating these rules? Is it Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like as a whole, our industry has some like unwritten rules and kind of, you know, sales in general in this online space were really created by like old white men right? Who like have these very specific like bro marketing kind of tactics, things you have to do to be successful. I know we're like, well, sounds so gross to us, right? Mm-hmm. Things you absolutely have to do, things you absolutely must implement. You have to have the perfect sales page. You have to do it this way or that way. And I feel like our industry, whether intentional or not, puts people into a box of what quote unquote works. And what that usually leads to what I've seen with my clients is, yeah, they may start making money, but they've completely lost themselves. They no longer really know who they are or what they want or what their original mission was. They're literally just chasing 
the money, right? Mm -hmm. And so they get to a point to where like they actually plateau with their income and they stop making money because they're just not being them anymore. They're not attracting the right people. Their message isn't clear, right? So that's why, you know, I swoop in and I specifically help them get back to themselves, their mission, what they want to do and just showing them that there's another way. Yeah. And I, I think you do that so beautifully. I know you've said on your social media many times that you're like, I'm still in my PJs and I just had a 70, I am right now. I had a $70,000 cash month. I'm like, you are literally showing people that you can accomplish your dreams and you don't have to do it in the way of like sleazy, scammy MLM, Hey girl, marketing. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It's always been this way too. Cause whenever I say that shit, I feel like a lot of people were like, Oh, well, of course you can do that now. Like you make seven figures and like you have, you know, a lot of followers, like you literally have that privilege of doing whatever you want. But I'm like, no, this is how I've always, always been. I've always kind of gone against the grain. I mean, maybe like the first year of my business when I had no idea what I was doing, I just like listened to my mentors and, you know, looked professional and did what I thought I had to do. But I very quickly realized that that was not me. And so ever since I started scaling my business to high cash months, like that's why I was able to scale because I just got really in tune with me and what I wanted. Yes. And you literally have like the hottest leads. You posted a teaser about your brand new offer that you have coming up. I believe it's a masterclass, but you didn't give any name, really any details. You just kind of gave the outcome of what was going to happen. So you are the queen of really hot leads. You have the warmest freaking audience I've ever seen. And if you're kind of new in the business space, a warm audience means like ready to buy from you. So what's your secret? Like, how do you cultivate an audience that is literally always ready to buy from you. For a little context, Rachel posted a masterclass that she is promoting, but she didn't give any name to it. She kind of hinted that it's a masterclass in the very beginning. Didn't tell you what it was about, what you'll be learning. Like she really sold it in such a good way. She had like 40 signups before she even said the name of this class. So what's mm -hmm. your secret? <laughs> so First of all, that's a very loaded question because the entire masterclass is about that secret and it's two days, two oh. days. So it would be impossible to give all the secrets, but I will just tell you generally the things that I think are most important. And I'm really glad that we started with kind of talking about breaking the rules and doing things your way, because I think that that is a huge part of it. Like the way that I have built such loyalty with my audience is how many permission slips I give out. And I don't mean physical permission slips, but mental permission slips of being able to do things your way. And it sounds so simple. And that may not be everybody's, you know, messaging behind their business or their mission, but it's mine, right? And it sounds so simple, but because a lot of people are kind of teaching the same things in this space, people are getting bored naturally. Like it's 2022 now, like we cannot all be teaching the exact same thing, have the exact same message, the exact same angle. So because I've tried to get innovative myself and I've been able to help other people replicate that in a different way and feel like they are standing out and being innovative, I think that that's one reason why people you know, in my particular audience want to, you know, stick by my side and continue learning from me because it makes them feel good. Like I said, my fiance was on the phone with one of his friends recently and they were like, oh, well, what does your fiance do? And he was like, uh, 
she basically just makes a shit ton of money, like helping other women make a shit ton of money being themselves. <laughs> and I was like, hey, that is one way to look at it. But I think that that really starts to build loyalty. You have consistency, I think is really, really important because when you're very off and on with your visibility, I think that you lack or you lose a little bit of trust in your audience. And I want to be specific in saying that that doesn't mean that you have to be an energizer bunny or like obsessing over, you know, posting all this content, like pumping out incessant content every single day. That's not what I mean by consistency. I just mean consistently showing up and serving, even if that's not showing your face one day, even if that's showing up every other day. It doesn't mean overexerting yourself. It just means having you know, clarity in your message and being able to share that on a consistent basis. So I think consistency is really huge. The other thing though is, I think what a, a lot of people lack, and this is something big that I'm going to be talking about in the masterclass, like strategy aside of like, oh, well, if you post this many times, you'll get more views. Or if you use this feature and da, 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 like strategy aside, when it comes to the way that we show up in our business, like yes, consistency breeds loyalty, but, and like innovation and like standing out breeds loyalty. But more than anything, I got really clear on how I am embodying my message and my values in business on a macro level. Macro meaning like my overall brand in business. And I would say like your micro embodiment would be like offer to offer. I always say like for each offer, there's different messaging. And so for each offer, when you're launching it, I'm going into some teaching now, but you're basically embodying the outcome of that offer. So if I'm teaching about launching, I want to embody that by showing people the behind the scenes of my launch process, showing them how I'm creating things, how I'm getting results, how they can replicate that, right? So that would be one example. If I am teaching video marketing, right? I am going to obviously be showing up on video. If I'm not, then that's called disjointed embodiment, right? And people are like, well, I'm not going to buy a video course from you if you're not using videos, right? So that's micro embodiment. But I think what really draws soulmate clients to you that stick around for life is that macro embodiment. And what I mean by that is getting really, really clear on what you stand for in business and integrating that through everything that you do. So for me, it's like imperfection. And for that, like I, you know, don't have, I sell out offers without sales pages, without names, without very many details. I wear my pajamas every single day and like talk about that in my stories and show you that you don't have to be perfect to be successful, right? That's one value. Just one more example is breaking the rules, which kind of goes along with imperfection and being you, but breaking the rules and like autonomy and doing things your way, that's a huge value of mine. How do I show that? I have programs about it. It's my overall message. But once again, with the example you gave with this masterclass, that's something that I do all the time. Like I don't have to have the perfect sales page or the perfect pretty graphic, which I do have now, but at the time when I was selling it, I didn't. And, you know, I think that once again, that gives people that permission slip, but people are drawn to people who have the same values as them. So that's what breeds lifetime long-term loyalty with your followers is feeling like they connect with you and your values as a business and as as a human being, consistency with showing up and giving value and yeah, just standing out. 
Yeah. Does that answer the question? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. And I feel like to touch on the consistency part, what you were saying was so perfect. A tangible example of it is if you're like, I can really realistically only show up every other day or once a week even, then do that. They know to expect you on a Monday morning on your stories. They know when to expect that email from you. They know when to expect you to be there. So I think that's a huge part in it. Ever since I've been more consistent, I've seen a lot more growth in my business too. Yeah. And when you were talking about doing it your way, and I think more showing up, I hate the word authentically because it's so watered down now. Everybody's- I know what you mean though. (laughs) But what does that look like? Like what's an example? I know you said you didn't give really any details about this masterclass, but what are some other examples we can give people of like, okay, here's your subconscious permission slip to like stop doing it this way. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think it's all aspects of business. Like what are some things that people told you that you had to do to be successful? Oh, you need to focus solely on group programs or you have to book out your one-to-one before you start selling scalable programs, or you have to do a wait list for every launch, or you have to look professional on your feed and have the perfect branding. Like when you think about all the have tos, having that permission slip of like, no, you actually don't like what feels good to you. And I I hate that too. It's just like authentic, like what feels good to you. But like, it's obviously more than that, but getting people to realize, well, this is how I love showing up. You still got to show up. That is something you do got to do, but it's like, what feels best to you to where you do feel like you can be consistent with it. If you're telling me that I can't be consistent with the live video every day or even once a week because like I don't even have the time to sit down for a live video. I'm going to say, okay, scrap live video. What is something you can be consistent with? Just like you said, even if it's like one specific email per week. So I think that those are some really good examples, but I want to make clear that doing things your way doesn't mean that it's like a free for all because I think that a lot of people, some people actually aren't attracted to that message. I, it's kind of, um, there's two sides to it. I have some people that are like, oh my God, thank God for this permission slip. Like teach me how, you know, I can do it my way. But then you have other people that are like, well, if I could do it my way and there wasn't any type of set of rules, then wouldn't I already be successful? And so what I like to say is, listen, there is always a foundational set of quote unquote rules and a foundational strategy. Strategies are facts, right? However, What I teach and what I do with my clients is I do teach those foundational strategies of what we know through statistics, like what works. And then I help them kind of what I call quote unquote, restyle the choreography in order to like fit them and their message and their values and what they stand for. And again, with the visibility example, like what feels really good and, you know, consistent for them so that they're still doing the foundation strategy, they're just kind of like mixing it up a little bit and getting innovative with it and doing it their way. So that's what I mean by like breaking the rules, but it not being a free-for-all. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you can easily go in the free-for-all if you lose sight of the strategy. Cause I've been there. 
a hundred percent. Like I just have, I hadn't been showing up the way I wanted to. And it was just kind of like throw something out and see what sticks, which I mean, it's a good learning experience, but when you don't see revenue coming in, then it's like, maybe I should switch up my strategy a little. Exactly. Well, and another good example of this is like just a few weeks ago, I hadn't posted on my feed for four weeks. That's like the longest I'd ever gone. And there's people out there, maybe even listening who have gone longer, but like, that was a long time for me, but you know, I was just taking a break and I'm someone who shows up every day on my stories. I just love stories. So I was still making money. I was still launching. I was still selling via my stories, but not my feed. And so of course it's really cool to be able to say, Oh my God, like I made all this money without posting on my feed for four weeks. But after a while I'm like, okay, but like, I got to post on my feed. You know what I mean? Like, like, can we break the rules and not post every day? Absolutely. But there comes a point where you're like, okay, but like, I still got to show up. I still got to post. But the permission I gave myself was to stop being as consistent for a bit or to like not post as often, if that makes sense. So by breaking the rules, it doesn't mean you just stop showing up and expect to make money. There's still that foundational strategy of like, I got to be visible. I got to do X, Y, Z, but here's how I'm going to do it in a way that works for me. Hey, don't mean to interrupt. It's going to be really quick, but we have a message from our sponsors. By the way, hope you love what you're hearing so far. Now from our sponsor. Hey, it's Alexi McKinley. I'm your host of this podcast and also the sponsor of this podcast because I own UpWest Social and PR. For all my business owners out there, are you looking to grow your brand, expand your reach, become the number one top trusted source in your industry and continually have a funnel of new clients to work with? If you said yes to any of these questions, it's time you join the Be Your Own Publicist program, or as I like to call it, BYOP. This is an eight-week hybrid program where you will learn the ins and outs of doing your own PR, essentially becoming your own publicist. For more information or to join, hit the link in the show notes below. Now back to our scheduled programming. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like the biggest thing that really has attracted me to you in general was the way that you speak about things is so, I feel like I, I literally am just enamored. Whenever you say you this all the time and I feel like you should elaborate on this. <laughs> I mean, just when you are talking, like, I feel like I'm absorbing everything that you say. You explain things in a way that is so digestible. It's not like all these industry terms, this logo. You say it in a way that's very like nurturing too, not like you're a fucking dumbass and come do it this way. <laughs> And I felt like that in the past with other coaches when they're like, you're doing it wrong. And then I remember one of the first experiences I had with you, I was like, I feel like I could go to Rachel and be like, hey, this is my problem. And you wouldn't come at it with a point of like, oh my gosh, like really? It's like, oh yeah, like let me genuinely help you. I think you have such a, you're coming to it from such a place of passion and genuine want to see your clients grow and succeed. And when I first found you, it was really with launching. And I know I joined your program, Launch Queens and Game Changing. So for the people who are like kind of new to this, what is launching and what role does it play in keeping your audience very warm? Ooh, that's a really good question. So launching is basically when a brand or company introduces a new like product or offer like group program or course into the market and hopefully makes a shit ton of money from it. So it's all about a specific strategy 
for selling out your offer. Because when we think about marketing in general and selling in general, you can just like go sell your offer at any time you want. Like I could go on my stories today and sell a new offer, but that's not a launch. So what a launch does is it activates your audience by taking them through a full sales process from beginning to end. When you think of the idea and you start teasing it and warming them up to then actually actively you know, selling it. Maybe you do like a free masterclass to give them like a taste of what it's going to be like working with you. Right. So launches in a sense are not really the same as selling, even though you sell in the launch, the launch is almost a tool you use to sell more. And like I said, to activate your audience, that's like the best explanation that I can give. But as far as like how it keeps your audience warm, I mean, the way that I look at launching is it's not just about selling out your current offer, because let's be honest, like your offer is not for everyone. And you may have people that do want to work with you that like, don't specifically want this offer. Like if I come out with an offer about content, but people want to work with me, but they're like, no, I'm good on content. I'm going to wait for the next offer. It's just not going to be for everyone. However, what launches do is while you are selling to the people who do need the offer, you're also creating brand awareness. You're also gaining authority. You're also showing up powerfully and staying visible and remaining consistent and talking about your company, right? And so overall, even if that offer isn't for everyone, those other people are watching you show up so powerfully and are still learning from you so that whenever it is time for the next offer, you know, those are the people that are going to buy. So it really does act as a system for your business to continuously bring in new leads and new clients for the future. Oh my gosh. I will give you guys a personal example of that. I was launching so many random things because I was like, oh, this is what my ideal client wants. This is what they want. And then I had one launch where literally nobody bought from me and I was launching for like a month straight. And I was like, this is awkward at this point. So I wrapped up the launch and then I was like, okay, I'm going to have my little sad party for myself. Because at that point I felt like I was a failure, not really keeping in mind that this is totally a system as Rachel has taught me. But then the next launch I had, I had like 11 people sign up before I even was live for like two days. But that's because I had the audience already warmed up. They already were like paying attention. Oh, I don't need that sales course, but your membership absolutely. That's exactly what they needed. And I was like, oh my, and then it all clicked. It all clicked at that point. Yep, exactly. I mean, and a really good example of this too that I love telling is I had a launch back in 2019 that, you know, in 2019, I was nowhere near where I am today, but I was already making, you know, six figures in my business. And so I was pretty successful at launching, but I had such a quote unquote flopped launch in 2019. And you'll, you'll hear why I say it's quote unquote, but it was like, it was like a flopped launch because I did not sign even like half as many clients as I thought I would into that offer. But two things happened because of that launch. One, three of the women who did join ended up then upgrading into my mastermind two times in a row, just like you are right now, Lex. And um, you're talking about me. Yeah, exactly. No. But it was three women and they signed up two times in a row. Do you know how much extra additional income that created for me from that quote unquote flopped launch? $90,000. Wow. So I'm like, 
No launch is a flopped launch. If just those three ladies joined my program, I would have been happy. You know what I mean? That's why I'm like, y'all, if you get two people in your program, it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> because you never know what comes next after that. Not to mention, I was showing up so powerfully during that launch. And remember, I said, creates brand awareness, gains authority. So my next offer sold out so easily because I had all those leads watching me from the previous launch. So uh, you're, I mean, Rachel, to give you a little context also, she sells out her mastermind without even talking about it really like, she doesn't even sell it. She just talks about it on her stories and then she does her little magic behind the scenes and then like signs everybody up. There's not even like a, hey, come join this or do this or add to my wait list or here's early bird pricing. It's literally like, she's like, oh, my mastermind's full. <laughs> she's so good at this, you guys. Like I really want to stress the importance of that. She truly is the industry authority, the thought leader in Aww. the world of launching and hot leads. Dead ass. I'm not even just saying that. Oh my God, you're literally so nice. Well, well, it is all a strategy. I didn't just like pop out the womb, like being good at this or like getting people to sign up for my oh, master. You're now. saying you have to work for it? Yeah. Come on. We got to put work. Well, um, no, yeah. I, I mean, the truth of the matter is like just the way that I've set up my business is I launch consistently, not to where I burn myself out. Of course not. I take plenty breaks. But I just love, 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 love launching no matter the outcome because I know that it's a system, right? So that's how I'm able to launch more consistently. But because I launch so many different offers, I'm just gaining so many leads into my world on a consistent basis that I only launch my mastermind twice a year. So it's easy to, you know, be able to like talk about it one time and have, you know, people apply behind the scenes. So it is all a strategy. Yeah. Okay. So to give people like realistic context, because I think most people don't really do that and I've seen you do it. So I think it's good if we just put that here. How long did it take you or when did you first start your business? Uh, I first started my business in 2015, I think. I think it was 2015. And then that was a long time ago. When did you hit six figures? I hit six figures for the first time in 2000. Oh, you're making me do math. Jesus. Yeah. I didn't know I was on this podcast to do math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to phone a friend? <laughs> I believe it was 2018. I okay. believe it took me like two and a half, three years to hit my first six figures. Okay. So that, I feel like that's such, that's more realistic. So the first few years, it was really like finding your footing, seeing what you're good at, building oh those God, industry yeah. connections, making your- Let me talk about this for a second. Let me just give the permission slip because we all know that's what I'm best at, according <laughs> to this podcast. I- just want to say that there is a toxic narrative in our industry that is like, oh, like six figures in six months. And like, if you're not hitting six figures after your first year in business, you're doing something wrong and da da da. I call bullshit because. I am towards the top of our industry. I won't say the top. There's plenty of people making more money than I am, but I am very good at what I do. And I am in my seventh year of business, y'all. My seventh year. And, you know, it took me three years to hit six figures. And I am so happy 
that it took that long because instead of just learning the fast cash secrets to like just make money now, I was slowly learning all of the really scalable foundational strategies that I needed to where once I did hit six figures, it was up from there. Whereas I feel like if you hit six figures in six months, you don't actually know a lot about business. You just have a really strong brand or like loyal clients or something to where like you were able to make, you know, fast cash, or maybe you got those pay in fulls, whatever it was. I feel like you didn't actually spend the time to learn how to have a sustainable business. So because it took me so long, I was able to have all the tools that once I hit six figures, I knew how to hit multiple six figures. Once I hit, you know, 250K, I was able to hit 500K a year, you know? And so I will say that like my job is to accelerate the process for you guys to where you obviously aren't going to take as long as I did like that much is true. But at the same time, like we have to stop thinking that our timeline has to be so short. Like if you're really building a long-term sustainable business, I don't want you to blow up right away. Sorry, not sorry. Well, and I saw the statistic a, a couple months ago that was saying that most people start trusting you after your third year in business. How many people do you see start a business? They jump on social media, they're doing all the things, they're going really hard and then they ghost they're gone. They disappear. I've had so many people in my realm that have been up my rear to like, oh, do you need copywriting services? Do you need ad funnels? Do you need this, that, and the other thing? And then I'm like, no, no, but we stay in touch. We still have that network. And then all of a sudden they're gone. I literally message those people and I'm like, hey, just so you know, like I notice your absence. Like I miss you, da, da, da. Because oh God, that's so nice. Yeah. Because I wish somebody would have done that for me when I, cause I ghosted my first year because it was freaking scary. Entrepreneurship is not easy. It's not. And you think that it's not working if people aren't signing up right away because uh-huh. of that toxic narrative. Yeah. 100%. And then you see all these other people that are like, the only thing they are talking about is like the money they've made and how fast they made it and how many clients they have and the wins, 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 which is really great because it shows you what's available to you. But by putting that, like, if you don't do it by this time, then you are obviously not successful. Like, first of all, everybody's definition of success is different. Exactly. It's just not realistic. It's not, especially because of that statistic, like three years, stick in it for three years. And then if you're really not making any money, then you really need to pivot. Yep. I love that advice. But yeah, again, like in the beginning, it's going to feel like you're talking to no one and you're going to see all of these other people who are making that fast cash and you're going to compare yourselves to them don't because what you're doing by just remaining consistent, just continuing to do all the right things, you are building a lot more sustainably. Even like Lexi here, like when you first started with me, like you, you were not where you are now at all. And because you remain consistent, like not once were you like, well, maybe I should quit. Maybe I should do something else. Like not once you kept investing, like you kept, you know, doing all the, all the things you were launching, you were creating new things. You were signing new clients. Like you just remain consistent until you got to where you are now. Thank you. Yes. No, I, I remember honestly, when we, when I first joined the mastermind, I was scared shitless. I was like, uh, this, this is the biggest investment I've ever made in my business. And I don't even think at that point, like in my business, I was making even that much per, no, not per year, but like even in like six months, 
you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like really uncomfortable, but I knew I had to have that fire under my ass to keep going because if I did not, then I would have quit. I would have, because like Rachel said in the beginning, it feels like you're literally talking to nobody, but everybody's paying attention. They're watching you. And then once you have that next thing that they need, then they're going to reach out. But for a long time, people just stare at you. And I'm like, okay, I need some external accountability. And for me, that accountability was the cash. I was like, I need to make that investment back. Well, when you invest, you got skin in the game, right? So you're obviously going to show up and you're going to do the work and you're going to implement what you're learning. So I think it's really important that even when it feels like you're not making money, you're still investing. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I have one last question for you because I think that this is a, it's kind of a weird topic like in the industry, but I feel like this keeps people holding back a bit. So when it comes to sharing content on social media, nurturing your audience, just really like putting out good, valuable shit for them to consume. How much is too much? Is there ever too much? Like what's the line between paid gatekeep content and free content? You know, I think this is a tough question to answer just because it's kind of different for everyone. Whereas, you know, for me, I believe that it's okay to give a lot in your free content. Because here's the thing, when people pay you, it's like you said, it's that accountability for them, first of all. But once they're inside of the container, there is nothing like having that proximity to you and being able to ask the questions and being able to implement with you by their side. Like there is nothing like that. Whereas if I give you a tip, that's a really genius tip that I'm like, oh my God, should I have given that away in my content? Yeah. You might be like, that's a badass tip, but are you going to know how to implement it and integrate it for your specific business? Probably not. So I think that that's more of the power of like signing up with a coach or signing into a program. So once I shifted my mindset to that, I stopped caring how much I gave away because I was like, well, my ideal clients will always want more because they know that the proximity to me is completely priceless, you know, but mm -hmm. what I will say is I give most of my best content in like my paid masterclasses. So unlike my Instagram and, and email list and stuff like that, I, I definitely give some, some good and valuable content, but they're, they're always left with like, okay, like I want more, like what's next. But on my masterclasses, I give a lot away because I want them to totally see the value for whatever I'm selling next. And my number one secret for ensuring <laughs> that you are giving a lot of value, but still leaving them wanting more is just being able to effectively fill the gap of what they're still missing. Hmm. So I could give you every launch tip in the book to where you feel complete. But if at the end of my masterclass, I say, hey, this is what we covered, but this is the number one piece that you are still missing. And without this piece, none of the rest of what I taught you will work. That's why you need my upcoming program. Bam. It didn't matter how much I just gave away. They're still going to buy. Yeah. Cause they're like, wait, you just gave that much information. Like obviously there's, and still there's more. Yeah. yeah. But wait, there's more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I I've used actually that method that Rachel has taught me. And I have very high converting masterclasses. Like I would say 75% or more every single time if I'm selling something at the end of it. So it really does work. You guys, Rachel, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and like 
giving so much valuable information. Is there one last permission slip that you want, that you feel called to give the listeners of this podcast? Do it messy. Whatever idea you have in your head right now, just like, don't worry about having the perfect sales page or the perfect graphic, like put it out there. See, see if there's one of your followers that needs it so bad, like they're ready to buy right now. That, that would be my permission slip for the day. I love it. Okay. So where can people find you and how can they work with you? Yeah. So best place to find me is on Instagram. I'm at my coach, Rachel. And I, I have a lot of evergreen programs that you can buy anytime. I have my sales program, which is about breaking the rules of sales. I have my launch Queens program, which is my signature launch program. I have my it factor program, which is about finding a unique angle in your business. I mean, there's plenty of ways to work with me. I would just, I would just message me to find out. Yes. And she is the best at responding. She responds so fast. <laughs> well, thank you, Rachel. I'm looking forward to seeing the feedback from this. Ooh, thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us in the lounge today. Don't forget to share some love in the reviews, connect with us on social media and subscribe so you never miss a beat. And can you do me one last favor? Send me a DM on Instagram so I can say, hey, I would love to get to know you more. Until next Tuesday, we'll see you then.